Our invention exchange is called the cartooner. Have you ever noticed that funnies just aren't funny anymore? The cartooner takes stodgy, ambiguous cartoons like Mark Trail and mixes them with stiflingly unfunny cartoons like Blondie, puts them together, and makes them funny. Check it out. Here, look at this. Let's see what happened. Well, okay. Here's Dagwood, and he's eating a giant sandwich made out of twigs, grubs, and a tufted dead mouse. That's pretty funny. Hey, that's okay. funny. Welcome, Peanuts, to Geek Salad Episode 62, Spaceman Spiff and the Journey to the Far Side. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Adam. And we're going to be talking today all about comic strips. Woohoo! Yay! Remember back in the good old days when you were a kid, and that was like the best part of the newspaper? <laughs> it was yep. the only part yeah. of the newspaper. Yeah, and pretty much. Sundays, that's it. <laughs> like, crap, crap, world's ending, crap. Crap, yep. Politics, where the, where crap. Where are the funnies? <laughs> Mom, give me the funnies. I want the funnies. You can tape their ass. I just want the funnies. You can't have the funnies. No! <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking all about uh, comic strips today. Um, now, real quick, normally we would have a uh, Christmas Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. But unfortunately, uh, we just kind of decided to do this show last minute. Um, due to no. some scheduling... Well, yeah. Due to some scheduling issues... Um, and Mike C., who was going to join us today, is sick, and uh, Jim had a project he had to work on. He said, go on without him. So, we went on without him. Yeah, and, yep. and uh, Andy gave Chris all of about, what, 14 hours? 14, yeah, 15 hours. We'll be, we'll be generous here. It's almost 9 o'clock. Okay. Come so, on, people. You're supposed to live and breathe this show. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, whatever you do end up getting to me uh, will be read on the next show. Um, so we, we did get some listener uh, mail, thanks to uh, Mike, who got the word out early. Yep. So Mike, why don't you read some of these things? Who uh, who's responding to our comic strip uh, questions here? All right, my old high, my old friend from high school, Jeffrey. She he came back with uh, always and ever. I went for my gr- grandpa's Sunday Globe for Garfield and Marmaduke. Oh, Marmaduke! <laughs> we have a little bit planned for Garfield, so we'll yeah. we'll hold on to that one. Uh, my good friend Lisa, she came with. Uh, my faves come and go as time goes on. Used to read Garfield a lot, along with Peanuts, Sexy Losers, Order of the Stick, Sluggy Freelance, and still on occasion give them a read over. I absolutely can't stand Control-Alt-Delete. It's really funny and just in general crappy. <laughs> I'm going to take offense at that, but later on. And you got one more on there. Uh, my old co-worker Kevin came in with, uh, I am currently enjoying Pros Before Swine, and I cannot stand Lilo. I'm not familiar with Lilo. I've seen Pearls Before Swine, and a lot of people like it, but it's kind of like Get Fuzzy. Yeah. If you weren't in it from the very beginning, you're not going to really understand it. Yeah, I don't really get it myself. So, um, we've decided to break this list up into three very specific groups. Funny, the Hall of Meh, and Not Funny. Yeah. So, um, let's start with Funny with, in my opinion, probably the most long-lasting 
hilarious comic strips, The yeah. Far Side. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always just a one-shot deal. Some, well, no, sometimes one or two-shot well, deal. Sometimes, but it was always a single-panel cartoon, but sometimes they'd break it up. They'd break that single panel into smaller panels. Yeah. Anyone that can make cows and vampires hilarious. Oh, genius. yeah. <laughs> I have I have a number of different Far Side products. I have a, a coffee mug where there is this cat who has followed all these these uh, poorly written signs that said cat food, F U D, with an arrow, cat food, cat food, cat food, and then the cat's got his head looking into a dryer where it just says cat food in here, and there's a dog standing behind it going please, 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 please. <laughs> There's that one. There's the uh, school for the gifted uh, little door. The kid's pushing on it. (laughs) um, I I remember this one distinctly. There was four panels. It was like, glasses half full, glasses half empty. And then the third one was like, glasses half full. No, it's half empty. Maybe it's half full. Oh, wait. And the last one was, hey, I ordered a hamburger. (laughs) Um, The the, the classic one, which I had a t-shirt for and like a little mini poster of, it was, what you say to dogs, bad dog, Ginger, you just made a mess on the rug, Ginger, bad dog, Ginger, what dog's here, blah, blah, Ginger, blah, 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 Ginger, blah, 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 Ginger. <laughs> and there's even another one, what you say to cats, and bad cat, Fluffy, you're blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, what cat's here, and then just a word balloon that's completely empty. <laughs> <laughs> I... I just remember, my, my mom's old boyfriend, Tom, God rest his soul, he really turned me on to this at a very young age. And I think that that's one of the tools I take with me in terms of what I find funny. Mm. And just the, the ridiculous, absurdist humor. I, I had a friend in school that could not stay awake to save his life. <laughs> so he'd have me over for like a sleepover and we'd do fun things. And then, you know, later in the evening we'd be sitting in his room, he'd be asleep. I'd get sick of his video games or his comic books. <laughs> and he had a far side Bible. I mean, it was... I, it, was it was like one of the galleries, right? It, one it, of the gigantic galleries? It was, King, it was King James Thick. I mean, it was, it was a big <laughs> book. And so I would sit there until the wee hours of the night, because I have a serious problem falling asleep, even now as an adult. I mean, I was racked up with sugar and caffeine back then. <laughs> And I would just read Farside until my eyes would bleed. So it's it's definitely I, I share the love. It's it's definitely the the clever. It, they're not all winners, but they're all strange, and I just love that. Uh, I love that. That's yeah, awesome. To, to try and pinpoint my favorite, I'd have to look flip through a book because there's there were, too many. There were just far too many. There's just too many. There's that great one where the dogs are all playing outside, and there's that one dog <laughs> inside holding the violin, just looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there, Mike? I, I, I got I brought along the uh, Farside Gallery Four. Okay, um, they're showing two castles across the way from each other. One castle, they're bringing in a big old box that says Acme Gate Smasher and Moat Crosser. And the other <laughs> side, they got the guard on the tower saying, "I wonder if I should report this." <laughs> <laughs> There's always that classic one with the cavemen all holding their food over the fire. And they're like burning themselves. They look like they're obviously in pain. And there's that one guy with the with the uh, the chicken leg on the stick. <laughs> look what Thag do! <laughs> oh God, you just could go on and on. And well, I'll try to figure out a way to um, to post some of this stuff on our webpage, uh, geeksalad.podbean.com. Which one's that? Luke on your right, cattle shark. <laughs> 
It's a herd. It's a herd of cattle, and then like a shark fin. That makes no sense, but it's hilarious. Oh, it's perfect. It's, again, it's that absurdist humor that you don't really you don't really see in comic strips anymore at all. Yeah. I mean, this is. I think this was like one of the last great, truly funny, consistently comic strips. Yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah. Truly was the golden age. Uh, yeah. I mean, who hasn't had a desktop calendar, Farside calendar? Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Who, I, who hasn't had one? And even if you didn't realize you have one, someone's given it to you as a gift. Oh, yeah. I still, I still remember reading the Farside desktop calendar of one of my teachers. He had it, he had it on his... Oh, yeah. yeah. And there was one that was like, um, like, Dwayne didn't remember, didn't quite understand the last words his father gave to him, and he was showing, putting a uh, blanket over a donkey. <laughs> you have to think about that one. Cover your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Brilliant. I was so mad when they decided that they weren't going to do those those calendars anymore. Those, those, oh, those far side of day calendars. You can still find them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure someone's uh, still making you can, them. You can still find them. I mean, Gary Larson isn't that rich. Yeah. So. No, it, it, that, I think whenever I would receive one of those, I would just ruin myself because I, I couldn't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. say if I had the time, I'd just flip through the whole damn thing. Well, again, and this was like for... For Christmas gifts, whenever a new Farside book would come out, I would get one for Tom. And But that's the only good thing. You buy a book for somebody, and you have to read it first before you wrap it up and give it to them. Mm. Buy it a month in advance. I'm reading it. <laughs> like, wait a minute. There's jelly stains on this. Like, oh, yeah, sorry. Was, yeah, sorry. I was eating a BB&J. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to yes. another classic, uh, Peanuts by Charles Schultz. Yes. The great I, I think that's, that's another... Kind of a timeless strip. I mean, who doesn't know? Oh, yeah. Exactly. And there's so many, uh, there's so many great stuff. I, I, you really can't quote stuff. I do have in, in my possession right now the a golden celebration peanuts. Mm-hmm. Autumn and I, my wife and I met doing um, "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown." So the peanuts have always been a uh, very a very integral part of our relationship. Aww. He was he was Linus, she was Sally. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we got a lot of gifts with Linus and Sally on it. You better be careful, Linus. It's not a good idea to fall in love with your teacher. I didn't say I was in love with her. I merely said I'm very fond of the ground on which she walks. And even you know in the room that we're recording in. We have the Speak Softly and Carry a Beagle, the uh, Art of Charles Schultz National Tour poster, mm-hmm. which we got when it came, went to the uh, Norman Rockwell Museum about, oh God, that was 10 years ago. Shit. Uh, but this book that I have, um, Autumn and I, before we started uh, seeing each other, we, we were running lines for the show and we were at the mall and we went to the, I think it was a Walden Books and this book had just come out because Charles Schultz had announced his retirement. Mm. So we both bought the book, not even thinking that, you know, one day yeah. we're going to have two copies You'd of this two book. Copies yeah. in one household? Yeah. Well, you know, my birthday's coming up in May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i got to figure out where that other copy went, actually. Oh. I know we got the one. It, it's probably my copy that's gone missing yeah. somewhere, so I'll go look for that Is that for the you. copy you keep the handgun in? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's been hollowed out already. <laughs> Now what does Snoopy... Oh, come on! Honey, we're going to have to move the handgun. They know. <laughs> but um, it was really sad, too, because the day that um, Autumn and I considered the first the, the first day we were together uh, was also the day Charles Schultz died. Mm. Mm. The, ending, the end of something great and the beginning of something greater. Hey, thank you. Thank you. That was very sweet. Oh, 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 so 
so warm and fuzzy. Oh, that is hard. Thank it's you. It's freezing down here, but I feel so warm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. The then the fourth greatest thing that happened to me was watching that Avengers trailer. So. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was the third greatest. Um, meeting, marrying, the one of my dreams, birth of my daughter. Yeah, you're right. It is the third greatest. Aha! Okay. Then this show. It's okay. like Avengers, then this show. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in here. I'm only going to read one comic strip just because, I mean, there's, we, we could probably throw a ton of audio clips from the the, 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 oh, yeah. the TV movies and everything. All I went to what's coming for me. All they went is my fair share. <laughs> but there's this great one. It's um, um, Linus and, and uh, Lucy. And Linus has got his hat on. He's got like that little that running away stick with a bag on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. The whole, it, it's the bindle. The bindle. I've, yeah. I've never seen anyone actually carrying one of those around. I think one time when I was like seven, I tried to run away from home. I tried to make one of those, but the thing kept like sliding down the pole. That makes like, me ah, think of it's always sunny in Philadelphia when uh, um, Mac and uh, Charlie are trying to fake their own death. Oh yeah, and they're trying. They want to become hobos, so he's trying to trying to create wrap up a bindle. He's like. How do you fit all this stuff in a bandana? It just can't be done. <laughs> but the comic strip is, no, he's holding the bindle, and uh, Lucy's asking, running away? Linus says, uh-huh. Uh, Lucy says, taking much with you? And Linus turns around and goes, nope, just my bowling ball. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's very visual, but it's very, very, very funny. Um, yeah, I, I really I really can't say enough good oh. about the Peanuts. I mean, it- it works on actually so many levels because it's nice. it's hilarious, but there are some genuinely, you know, sweet deep, and t- yeah, yeah, deep philosophical moments as well. Absolutely. I mean, I would never call I go so far as call the peanuts like gut bustingly funny. No, it's not like the Far Side. It's no. not like a couple of the others we're going to mention, but it is a, just a really classically written at car, uh, cartoon strip. Yeah, and I know Charles Schultz said no one will ever take it over. For me, when I decide to retire, and no one ever did. It's no. been twelve years, and it's still in a lot of papers, actually. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. raise your hands. Who had the Snoopy snow cone maker? Nice. I never had it. Oh, Mike I, and Adam had it. I don't. I think it got broken real quick, but we had it. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure that if I had that, I would abuse the shit out of that thing. Uh huh. But now they're making them again. You really? buy them at Toys R Us. Nice. Yeah. You're kidding. I'm sure that they're that you know it's probably like razor wire that they're putting in there now. And I love America's lack of new ideas, <laughs> bringing back the classics. Thank you, America. They will never die because America is sort of too lazy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, television, for ruining our imagination as adults. <laughs> <laughs> we salute you. All right, let's move on to another one, another classic that yes. I think ended before its time. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, love Calvin and Hobbes. I. I read Kevin Hobbs from the day it started to the day it ended. Yep, I it, it was weird for me because I didn't I didn't do the same thing, and primarily because it didn't come into my paper. I think until about a year into its run, mm-hmm. it was just one of those weird things where the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald. This is like back in the mid '80s. They swapped a whole bunch of comic strips just due to um, publishing rights. Like some, I think I don't even remember like King Syndicate features or something like that went over to the Herald or and we never read the Herald we just read the Globe so but yeah then that's when we got yeah that's when we got Calvin and Hobbes wow I I always like Calvin and Hobbes for their uh, their winter the winter scenes yeah oh yeah because uh, you know obviously growing up in Buffalo we had a lot of snow and it gave us a lot of good ideas Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I can seriously. I remember my father coming outside and looking at our 
army of snowmen. And he's like, <laughs> gotta stop letting the kids read the paper. <laughs> I mean, yes, you tried. You tried to pray to the winter guys and get your snowmen um, brought to life, didn't you? Mm, yeah, that or we beat them to death with a bat. <laughs> I've always wondered if someone would have ever actually made some of those, those gruesome scenes. Oh, of- yeah, and that's what I'm thinking of. There were two Calvin and Hobbes scenes with the snowmen that, that always come to mind. The first one, not the gruesome one, but he he does the snowmen all lined up to salute his father when he comes oh, yeah. home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's the second one where he does it around his dad's car. Where there are like three bystanders that are all in oh, shock, yes. and this one snowman that's been kind of like hit and in pieces. <laughs> He also made the, the snowman chamber of horrors. Yeah, like one of them, you just see the top of his head, his arms sticking out. Yes, yeah, yes, one yes. with like a bowling ball hole through him. Yes, those are great. They're, my absolute favorite Calvin and Hobbes, though, actually doesn't have Hobbes the tiger in it at all. It's this one where Calvin, it, the, the frame starts out, and Calvin is just hammering nails into the coffee table. Oh yeah, and his mother comes <laughs> running in, going, "Calvin, what are you doing?" And he stops. He looks. And he looks up at his mom and says, is this a trick question? <laughs> oh. That one, the one he um, had his, his uh, school portrait, oh, and yeah. he, went, he ran inside to grab some Crisco. <laughs> he had run Crisco through his hair. So great. Uh, oh, and then there's all the ones where his uh, father takes him camping. Yeah. And he's just completely, absolutely miserable, and his father's just overjoyed. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's, like, raining all week long. <laughs> his father's, like, out fishing. He's like, come on, Calvin, come join me. Calvin's just sitting in the, in the <laughs> tent. Um, now, have you guys noticed that there's been, a, like, an influx lately, especially you know, going on Facebook, where they're bringing back Calvin and Hobbes? Calvin is an adult. Well, he's like a college grad. Yeah, I just, I just. Well, there were two. There, there, there were two. There's the one oh, where yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. There's one that starts off kind of like a spaceman spiff yeah, comic yeah, strip, exactly. where he goes into the um, the cavern and he sees that he just sees this tiger tail, and then they go to real life and he and Calvin's an adult and he's up in his attic with this this box of Calvin stuff and he has Hobbes and he's like, oh, I thought I lost you. Uh, there's that yeah, one. Hobbs is a stuffed animal. Yeah, stu- yeah, it's his stuffed tiger. Yeah. Even though we always treat it as a real. Which, by the way, I have the audio clip for it. Awesome robot chicken bit. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Calvin. <laughs> wow, a real tiger. I can't believe you got me a real live tiger. Okay. Native Americans would be more plentiful if they hadn't traded their land for casinos. Well, cowboys never even existed. They're just a masculine image campaign purported by Marlboro. I think something's wrong with our son. This is some bull****. Yeah. Who are you talking to? To Hobbs, my pet tiger. Can't you see him? Hmm. That's just a stuffed animal. No, it's not. He's real. Get him, Hobbs. Blood is everywhere. The vicious tiger shows no mercy. I see. This is for the best. Give him these pills every two hours. Hobbs? Hobbs? Hmm. Psst, Calvin. Hobbs! Calvin, your parents don't believe. We have to kill them. Son, did you do this? Me? No, my tiger did. He's a bloodthirsty monster. Okay, you're coming with us. But there's that other one, too, and this one really made me a little sad. Yeah, was the one yeah. where... With um, his daughter? Yeah, with his daughter, where uh, it's... 
you know, never give up your childish things. And there's a there's Hobbes as kind of like the the anthropomorphic tiger, you know, the live tiger holding this little girl who looks like Calvin. And he's he Hobbes is looking back, and there's uh, Calvin as an adult, kind of with his hands in his pockets and a big smile on his face. Yeah. It's really kind of I, yeah, it's sweet. It's, it's really sweet. It's semi-sweet. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Eh, you're passing on your, your childhood yeah. to your yeah. own child. I, I think everybody does that. It, a good example, our conversation earlier, about how kids are insanely in love in, with Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. yeah. The other day, I, um, the other day, it was like a few weeks ago, my, my uh, actually, just completely off topic with the comic strips, but on topic of Star Wars, um, Scarlet has this little castle, and she had a princess. Mm-hmm. This, it's just this little, like, figurine of, of uh, Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. And she's like, Sleeping Beauty, the princess is all alone. I'm like, well, where's her mommy? But she doesn't have a mommy. And it occurred to me, yes, yes, she does have a mommy. I'll be right back. And I ran downstairs. I keep all of my Star Wars figures, like, all the, and they're all Power of the Force stuff, because my mom threw out all the old shit. Yeah. Um... And thank God for the expendable income I had during Phantom Menace. Because I, I went in, I'm like, I know it's in here, I know it's in here, I know it's in here. And I grabbed my Queen Amidala figure with the full, like, that gigantic headdress that she wears in the uh, in the Senate. Oh, yeah. And I grabbed that, I grabbed a couple of these beanie buddies I had that were like Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. And I had another one, a C-3PO. And I, I grabbed my lightsaber, of course. I was going to oh, yeah. get my yeah, lightsaber. But you can't. Yeah, not, not grab, give it to you her. Gotta grab the yeah, exactly. I'm I mean, introducing you to Star Wars in a big way here. Yeah. You need this now. <laughs> so I run upstairs. I'm like, "Here's the queen," and she's like, "Full bore." Oh, this is the queen, and she's playing with it. Oh, hi, mommy. How are you? And I gave her the Jedi's were the two knights defending the castle, yeah. and uh, Darth Maul was the bad guy, and uh, C-3PO was her helper robot. Mentioned nothing about his sexuality at all. Aww. <laughs> But yeah, I, kept, I, I gave her the lightsaber, and she's like, "Well, I don't want that right now." I'm like, "Well, I'm going to put it in your in your um in in your uh, night table drawer, and you can take it out when you want it." So laying the groundwork there. Oh God, nice. yeah. We were watching Return. I was watching Return of the Jedi only with the sole excuse I'm going to show her Ewoks. Honey, do you want to see teddy bears? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> want to see teddy bears being being cannibals and eating Imperials? Oh, I wish they had that in them. <laughs> The yum, deleted yum. scene. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. yum. <laughs> Anything else about Calvin and Hobbes you guys want to talk about? Other than, by the way, the Android Marketplace has a ton of cool Calvin and Hobbes apps. Ah. Yeah. I, I, I always like Calvin and Hobbes. It's like a mischi- mischievous kid uh, being a uh, former, presently, mischief- mischievous kid. We always got a kick out of his hijinks, and, you know, it, it did give us... A, it sounds kind of silly, but it did give us a lot of ideas and, you yeah. know, things to oh, do. Yeah. And, I'd say there were a couple of times where it, things were recognized, like, we got to stop educating these kids. Yeah. <laughs> the more we show them, the worse they get. There is one I caught my daughter doing. She, she's never read a Calvin and Hobbes strip. There's this one where Calvin uh, grabs the roll of toilet paper and puts the end in, in the, the toilet, toilet and, and he flushes it I'm and it just, like, Absolutely. unrolls. And he starts laughing hysterically <laughs> and you, they just cut to his parents like, I don't think I like that sound. <laughs> You want to go check out check on him? Should I? <laughs> yep, I've, I've tried that. Oh, I've definitely tried that. Uh, I did too. The second I saw that, I'm like, I wonder if it works. <laughs> that works. My God, Bill Amend, you're a genius. <laughs> um, one other thing, I, I just gotta say, I love how like now it's obvious that it's a uh, you know it's toy tiger. Yep. But there are some strips where he's doing things that 
a toy tiger should is not able to do. Like what? Well, um, oh, you're putting me on a chopping block here. I, oh, I, sorry. I know, I know there are definitely strips, and oh, it's like um, <clears throat> uh, Calvin follows like Hobbs down the stairs, like hawking. And then uh, his mother comes down and sends him back to bed. He's like, "What does this mean? He put, got all he got all the uh, uh, tuna fish out." <laughs> and you know, it, you know, and uh, oh yeah, and, um, there was another strip where uh, Hobbs tied up tied uh, Calvin to the chair, and um, yeah, his parents find him and untie him. And they're like, "How did he tie himself to the chair?" <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there there are strips that show you that maybe there's more to the Hobbs. Oh, maybe. Than, Maybe he is telling him to kill his parents. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to another one. I, I, I always felt kind of ended too quickly, but um, maybe well, it's, not. Well, it's not, uh, not over yet, is it? No, Bloom County. Oh, oh Bloom County. We're talking okay. Bloom County, yeah. Bloom uh, County ended, it essentially had a 10-year run. Yeah. And I, don't, was, I don't know this comic strip. Oh, um, okay. I, I, I will... I will zip all the files and send them over to you. All right. Oh, it, it is it is fantastic. I wish I knew where my books were because I had all the collections. I, I had one of them, and I just I recently just downloaded them all because it's just so hilarious. The best way to describe Bloom County to people who don't know what Bloom County is is that it's a funny version of Doonesbury. Yeah. It it started off being and and to, for the most part up until its end was a very political cartoon. It was a very political comic strip, but done through the eyes of children. And uh, then followed by a penguin, um, a drug addicted cat, uh, a derelict uh, lawyer. Oh yeah, well yeah. he's like a completely womanizer. He's always wearing shit, uh, sunglasses. Steve Dallas is almost he's drawn with the sunglasses on. I think there was one point where you actually saw saw him without his sunglasses on, and it's just he's very much. He's very carry the, the character was drawn almost as a carryover of the late seventies, like the yeah. cheesiness of the late seventies, yeah. where you know he's got you know he's got the coiffed hair and he's got the um, the white shirt with the rolled up sleeves and the t- the, the tie that the thin, the skinny tie that's too loose um, and the, and the black vest and he's always got a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. He's drawn with the cigarette always in his mouth. I love it. For like, there was like a six month to a year period where they where quit like, smoking. No, well, like aliens kidnap him and, and like brainwash him to be like a like a feminist. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he finally snapped and went back to his yeah. old ways. Yeah. What are those blue thoughtful things in, in the middle of his face? My god, I think those are his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean we we always remember Opus. Yes. Opus the penguin. Wow. Oh my god, Adam. I can't I, believe I, I can't believe you I, got through the eighties. How did you get through the eighties without ever reading Bloom County? I told you we started to do things we saw in the paper and our folks took it away from us. Oh, okay. Uh, limited. Limited. Yeah. Um oh let me see. There there was one. They were they were doing a uh, bunch of strips during the um Reagan uh Reagan Mondale yep. election. Um and uh they, you know, obviously they were uh, they were nominating Bill the Cat. Oh yeah, as, as president. Right. So they had they were having their little caucus there, and this uh, reporter comes in and saying, "I'm looking for Mondale's Mondale's group. Who, who are you? Um, who are you uh, nominating? I, uh, a dead cat." The guy's like, "Yeah, what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> See, very very political, but it was very political. But it, it was interesting because they really did take it from both sides. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff where, well, that was you know, they could make fun. They could. There was this great one where it was Steve Dallas 
or no, it was Opus, was sitting in a bar, and there was this this guy who was very much like an old 60s type hippie, was was sitting there talking about all the money he made from all these these investments he made as a joke, and how much money he's worth. And then he grabs Steve Dallas, who's sitting right next to him, and he's like, shaking him like, what's a liberal to do?! And Opus just looks at the bartender and goes, I'll have another drink on this guy's tab. <laughs> um, and then there was Billy and the Boingers. Yes, the rock mm. band that was um, Steve. Steve Dallas played. He was like the lead singer. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the the rabbit? Oh, the hodgepodge. No, I think hodgepodge was the uh, was the the badger. Hog. Yeah, the groundhog. Yeah. Um, oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. What the name of the rabbit was? But Bill the cat played the tongue because all the pictures of Bill the cat are just like this this strung out cat, his tongue just completely hanging out. You have no idea what we're talking about, do you? No. Oh my! That's why I'm going to send them the uh, the comments. You got it. You got it. I have to say, today I was sitting in traffic, and I was in Boston this morning. This morning, and I looked to my right, and you know those big steel boxes that you see that control some of the traffic lights in the city. Yeah. Yep. There was a man sitting on it, teetering. Oh no! Off to one side, eyes rolled back in his head. I could literally see the whites of his eyes with a. Gob of spit caught in the wind. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. 36 inches long. Wow. And he was just almost as if the wind was holding him up. He's sitting like this. I'm kind of on one butt cheek, just <laughs> high out of his mind. <laughs> it was cold out there this morning. Really? He was not wearing a jacket. He was clearly, clearly not in in this world. He was somewhere else because he was intoxicated. He was oh, drugged. He was. He was. Definitely high. Now, speak, oh. Speaking of Bill the Cat, uh, Adam, here, this is what Bill the Cat looks like. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Oh, you, you were right. Hodgepodge is the rabbit. Okay. Portnoy was the... Uh, Portnoy! That's right. That's the other one. the groundhog. Now, I, when, I was a, when I was a freshman in high school, I, I had taken a very intense interest in drawing, which lasted all of my first semester of freshman year. Yeah. Um, and I worked, and I worked, and I worked, and I actually sketched out Bill the Cat. To, I didn't trace, I made a perfect drawing of Bill the Cat. Nice. That's how much I loved Bill the Cat. I had a t-shirt that I wore all over the place that was ripped up and freaking disgusting. Tattered. Is Oliver, Oliver Wendell Jones? Yep, Oliver Wendell Jones was their token black character. There was Binkley. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a TBG. Oh, of course. But he was also like a complete, he, he was a nerd actually. He was also a genius hacker. Yeah. He would regularly hack into news broadcasts. <laughs> What was it like? Like and they were they they were doing a bunch, a series of uh, strips where like they were in, doing like uh, Fox News news polls, and eighty six percent of our audience say um, 
It's like, you know, Tom Brokaw is a robot. <laughs> Tom Brokaw is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, Billy and the Boingers. Previously known as Death Tongue. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's the original name. They called it Billy and the Boingers because uh, Tipper Gore and the uh, the, the parents, you know, the Concerned Parents Committee made them change their name. Yeah. And there was that great one, though, where they had, um, they were talking about backward masking, where you'd play a record backwards and get a, uh, a um, like a satanic message. Yeah. And so they, they grabbed this, he, he, uh, Milo, Milo Bloom is doing a report on, he's like, okay, I'm going expo- to break this open right now. Grabs a Billy Joel record. He puts it in. He starts being it backwards. It says, go to church, say your prayers. <laughs> <laughs> tithe! Tithe! <laughs> it was great. It was it was freaking awesome. Uh, and then they went to, then they did Outland after that. Yeah, they did Outland, which was solely, um... It was who was it? It was, solely, it was really solely opus. opus. Yeah, and another a, a small child that got introduced in the very last uh, panel of Blue yeah. County, I, which was uh, I, I never okay. really got into Outland. I, didn't he do something else after Outland? He did Opus. It oh, was yeah. just oh, straight up Opus. And I mean, there's been talk he's going to bring Bloom County back. I who knows? As long as they bring back Steve Dallas and Bill the Cat, I'll be fine oh, with yeah. it because they were the, they were the greatest characters ever. Yeah. Um. Let's, let's move on to another one. I don't know if you're familiar with this one, Adam. Foxtrot. Nope. No. Uh, yeah, take the book. Yes. I'm... Mike's going to talk about Foxtrot. Oh, I absolutely adore Foxtrot. You got, you know, the Fox family. You got Roger Fox, the father, yep. who's balding, middle-aged, hates his job, but continues to do it. And it's like, he's he's pretty inept at almost everything. Yeah. Well, that's he's like it's it really is built like a sitcom. Yeah, you got him. You got his impossibly attractive wife. Yeah, who's a complete health food nut, but can't cook anything really well. Yeah, um, you got the daughter Paige, who's you know your typical older sister. Older sister, um, always you know interested in shopping, girls, um, girlfriends. Yeah, girl, girl stuff. Yeah. Uh, you got Peter, Peter Fox, yep. the older brother, who is, you know, thinks, you know, he's a great guitar player, but he really sucks. Great, and, great athlete. Sucks. Yeah, sucks. And then you've got what is arguably the main character of the, of the strip, Jason Fox. Yeah. Who is quite possibly the greatest nerd icon ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um... The thing with with Jason Fox, and for the Fox part, for the most part, you always know when a big nerdy movie is coming out. Yeah, because there's always going to be a week's worth of uh, strips dedicated to mocking it. Yeah, um, when uh, the when the Batman movie came out. Oh yeah, he was dressed up as Batman. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? No, actually, I actually had a question for you, Mike. Yeah, because I remember when I used to really read a lot of comic strips. Um, Peter was dating a blind girl named Denise. He's still be still, still. Oh, okay. Yep, they're still together. It, Twenty years later, no yeah. ring on that finger. Go figure. Well, they also never <laughs> age. They're always going into the same grades. Yeah, exactly. Always in high school. That one. Yeah. The dumbest kids in the world. What's his What's his friend's name? Marcus, who just is kind of like his. It really is his Kyle, the Jason Stan. You know, yeah. <laughs> just oh, yeah. follow along with whatever he wants to do. And. Oh, oh yeah, his uh, pet iguana, Percy uh, Quincy. Quincy, yeah, Quincy. <laughs> Who he loves, he loves to uh, 
use it, uh, use Quincy to completely taunt Paige all the time. Yeah. Because Paige cannot stand Quincy. Well, yeah, of course, she's a girl. She doesn't like icky, uh... Yeah. Icky, yucky, um... Iguanas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then there's, uh, was it Slug, uh, Slugman? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, oh, yeah. Jason's... This one's pretty Pet slug. Cool. All right, read, read the one that you like. Yeah, and describe the, it. To describe it. So, it's a four-panel. And this one, the, the kid's got a pair of sunglasses that were adjacent to the door. Puts them on, opens the door. There's, like, you know, rays emanating from the room. And then the next thing you see is uh, the mother and the, 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 the child's gone into the room. And it says, you'll notice I've cleaned your room while you were gone. <laughs> the child's going, ah! What'd you do to my Dustman action figure? <laughs> uh, Jason. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I really haven't followed up with this one. Again, because it's kind of hard to follow it after 20 years of having the characters be identical. Yeah. I mean, are they, are they, are they started, like, recycling plots and stuff? Not that I know of. Although, I think he switched to just Sunday comics now. Okay. So, yeah, he stopped doing the daily ones. He's just doing Sundays. All right. Is there, there's something distracting about a colorized comic to me. Well, those like, are the Sunday for, ones. Yeah, I know. But these are very vibrant. Yes. <laughs> I can't hear myself think! <laughs> oh, especially in a book of black and white no. with the occasional page yeah, of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is distracting. It is. Um, now, another one that I'm going to talk about is Boondocks. Okay, I... Never you know nothing about it. Right. I've never heard of this one. All right, so Boondocks... I've just heard of the cartoon. Right. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen some of the animated shorts. They're yeah. Pretty, they're pretty funny. Boondocks is Aaron Magruder, who, um... Essentially, this was one that lasted for five years, and then he just stopped doing it. He said he was gonna, he was just not taking a break, and that break just never ended. All right. But in that time, he came up with a really... A really good, non-offensive, all-black comic strip. Yeah. Where one kid, Huey, is just wise beyond his years. He's already getting tapped by the CIA because he's, you know, definitely a conspiracy theorist. And, you know, he's the, he's the smart one. He's the voice of reason. And then there's, there's his um, brother. Oh, shit. Now I can't remember his brother's name. Huey and, uh... Oh, God damn it. Can you look that up for me? Okay. Thank you. Um, oh, Jesus. It's going to drive me nuts anyway. Um, but his brother is like thug life. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. this little kid and he wants to be, he just wants to get as much street cred as possible. And then there's uh, the grandpa that they live with, and the grandpa's just kind of a doddering old fool. But he's, he's just kind of like that stoic black man that you always see in uh, like Spike <laughs> Lee movies. I'm going to really let him have it. Show him my stuff. Give that man everything I got. Pause. Pause? Pause what? You said something gay, so you got to say no homo, or else you a homo. But what did I say, gay? You said you was going to give this dude everything you got, no homo. That's not gay. I said I was going to give the man everything I got. Pause, granddad. If it sound gay, it's gay. And you got to say no homo. How I know you're not a homo, granddad, if you don't say no homo? I'm not saying no homo. Okay, you want to be a homo. Stop calling your granddaddy a homo. Then say no homo. I don't want to say no homo. I'm a homo your ass. You don't stop saying pause. Pause. Um, and then there's characters like Uncle Ruckus, who is, uh, who is a black man, but... He completely hates black people. <laughs> I could... I'm not going to play... I, there was an audio clip I found that I just, in good conscience, cannot play. Riley. Riley is thug life. Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus, yeah. He's just like... Now, they, they have action figures, too. I'm sure they do. Um, they're, they're very, they were very popular for a while, because I remember one of my younger brothers had the entire collection, and I think that was the first time I actually noticed... 
the comic strip and the uh, the animated series. Yeah. I'm like, what are well, these? And the thing with with Boondocks is, I mean, well, <laughs> Uncle Ruckus is hysterical because he's always like, "Yo, you just make sure that you go thank the white man for that." God bless the white man. <laughs> um, it's it really is. It's definitely a street level funny comic strip. Um, and like you know, you can compare it to something like uh, Curtis, which shows up in the Boston Globe, which is another all black comic strip where it's more. It's got more of a, like a Cosby Show sensibility to yeah. it, where the kids don't really run into street thugs or anything like that. But you know, you still have the the wise old um, you know barber who tells tall tales and, and you wears know. a sweater and eats Jello pudding pops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the cartoon for the Boondocks is hysterical because it's done almost. They 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 keep the the images very very true to the comic strip, but it's very anime like. Yeah, I've like with that. their um, a lot of kung fu, a lot yeah, of just yeah. like jumping in the air and just watching like the background just go like, yeah, behind them. And again, Uncle Ruckus is hysterical. But as uh, John Witherspoon does the voice of Grandpa, John Witherspoon played the uh, the dad in Friday. Whenever oh, you need a, yes. whenever yes, you yes, need yes. a curmudgeonly black man, you, you, you call John Witherspoon because he's he's just going to do a good job. Whenever I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen eating up all the food. <laughs> Um, and then there's one last one that we have in the funny section for, like, print comic strips, and that's Arlo and Janice. Arlo and Janice, like, alright, I guess I'm the only one. Um, Arlo and Janice came out early 80s about this, this couple that essentially were holdovers. Uh, they were, they were hippie holdovers that were raising a son, and it wasn't very funny. But as the years went on, they, they actually aged the kid, which rarity, first of all. So as soon as the kid was kind of out of the picture, it was about the, the, this couple that would just notice weird things about their marriage, like normal people do, which can be funny. There's this great one where Arlo was at a, a Starbucks-like place. He's like, okay, I want a large coffee. I'm sorry, sir, we don't have large. We have uh, Vente and Grande. He just like there's a, blank, there's a panel of them just standing there and go, I refuse to be the idiot in this situation. <laughs> And then they introduced Ludwig, the cat. And as a cat owner, you, you can tell that the um, the guy that, that writes Arlo and Janice is also a cat owner because this cat does everything our cats do. You know, they the, the kind of playing with air, the playing with the dust ball, the hiding, and then running for no reason. Staring at the ghost cats. Yeah, exactly. Staring into the mirror, which our cat Olivia does all the time. I swear to God, she's conjuring up spirits to like reach through the mirror and kill us. <laughs> Nope, I'm just here for your souls. <laughs> um, oh, and every, too bad Edwards was down here. Yeah, oh yeah, oh god, that would have been hysterical, especially if he jumped up like on Adam's shoulder or something. <laughs> ah! But yeah, I've always enjoyed it, and when I do, when I do, I don't always read Sunday comic books, but when I do, mm-hmm. I always do stop on our alone, Janice. That's usually pretty funny. And he is the most interesting man in the world. He tries to drink Dos Equis. <laughs> yeah, what am I drinking right now? I'm drinking Sam Sam Light right Sam now. Light. Yeah, I got to try that Alpine. I heard it was good. I've had I had samples of it. Uh, I heard it tastes like pine trees. We were at, we were at a grocery store uh, in uh, Vermont and went in for like cheese and crackers, and I'm like, "Ooh, beard display." <laughs> I had a few samples. Yeah, my old boss Randy said it was pretty good. So I don't know whose word to take. Just go in for cheese and crackers. Come out with beer. <laughs> hey, when they sell beer in the grocery store, I think it's your. It's your duty. It's your duty as an American to buy at least a six pack. Let me give you. Let me give you an example of what type of functioning alcoholic I am. <laughs> I don't shop at Walmart at all for anything. But this year for Christmas, um, 
we were getting everyone in the store liquor for gifts. And we um, had to go to New Hampshire to Walmart to go buy everything. I had no problem with it. <laughs> nice. How do we go from Arlo and Janus to liquor? We just oh. it, it, it's like it's like every time Jim's here, we it automatically will go back to cocaine. It's like a Simpsons episode. We start on one thing and we end on another. Move on something else. Okay. Well, Mike, why don't you take us to web comics? What are All some right. of your favorites? Well, let's start with one of your favorites. All right. Yeah, the oatmeal. All, All right. right. I've talked about the oatmeal before. It's been on our shows before. <laughs> Um, you've re- I've, I've had I know you've read a couple of them, right? Yeah, a couple of them, yeah. Adam got introduced to it tonight. I was just treated to two fantastic, fantastic strips. Which was the first one that? Oh, actually, no, it was the second one because I kind of want to talk about the, the the first one you saw. What was the second one that you really oh, enjoyed? Uh, the second one was the. Uh, it was basically uh, education and reality. I guess they the teachers are saying, you know, it was it was each subject, and it's like okay. It's what we're they gonna, should be teaching you in senior we're gonna year. Teach you, we're going to teach you math. We're going to teach you something that's actually useful instead of this trigonometry crap that you'll probably never, ever use in your entire life. And then it goes, all right, here's the problem. And it shows basically a, uh, a pane of uh, people sitting around a table, and they're all in their own minds trying to calculate what they had for dinner and <laughs> what they're responsible for as part of the tip. <laughs> and it goes around the room, well, I had the french fries, but I didn't need any of that appetizer. It's like, well, I had two glasses of wine, but you had a sh- you had two beers. And then the other, then one of the other ones is like, I think the waitress farted at our table. I'm only leaving 8%. <laughs> So awesome. Yeah. But the other one they had is um, what happened when I tried to watch Game of Thrones. Yes. And there's this guy sitting on a com- at a computer. It was just like this little MacBook. I'm like, well, I've just read the... I've just read Game of Thrones. Now I think I should watch the TV show. So he just click, 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 click to Netflix. Not available. It's like, oh dear. How am I going to watch this? And then like a, the, the shoulder angel and the shoulder devil pop up. <laughs> Well, you could pirate it, says the devil. No, that's wrong. You, you should try to find a more legitimate re- way to watch it. All right, well, credit card in hand. Let me go to iTunes. Hey, 38 bucks for the whole thing. Until you realize that the 38 bucks you're going to spend is nothing but useless featurettes. No. Try Amazon. Okay, let's try Amazon. Not available. Um, well, what else can we do? Hulu Plus. I pay for a subscription to that. Not available. Well, go to the source, HBO. Oh, not available. Then the devil's like, excuse me. <laughs> the devil's like, move out of my way. He just hops down to the, uh, he just hops down to the laptop, just click, 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 <laughs> and he just brings up a torrent site, complete with, like, your penis equals small. <laughs> <laughs> like, banner ads like oh that. Oh, my God. Easy boobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is wrong, but wow, that's really downloading fast. <laughs> <laughs> And what was uh, what was it? Um, man, that prince is a real douche, yeah. and that princess is a real cunt hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After they've downloaded it, basically the devil and the angel are joining in watching Eating the show, popcorn. and everyone's hanging out, and like the, the angel's kicked back at this point, <laughs> got his feet up on his shoulders. It's like <laughs> every time, oh, every man. one of them is a winner. I mean, I told you, I, I originally talked about like the sriracha one. Yeah. Just extolling the virtues of sriracha hot sauce, which I love. Yes. And then there was the uh, difference between mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. <laughs> Add mayonnaise to a sandwich. Oh, tangy goodness. Add Miracle Whip to a sandwich. Tastes like goblin cum. <laughs> <laughs> so every time, 
My old co-worker Don, my old co-worker Don loved Miracle Whip. And what he would do is he'd bring in a loaf of bread, a thing of lunch meat, and an entire jar of Miracle Whip. I'm like, well, enjoy your goblin cum. Uh, Stop it! Gross. No, I will not. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Theoatmeal.com. Go to it, like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter. I'm I can't in, say enough. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Bookmark it. For God's sakes, bookmark it. What do you got, Mike? All right. I'll start off with Sluggy Freelance. All right. Uh, Sluggy.com. Um, this is probably the longest running, most prolific webcomic ever, I would say. It's, In history! I think it started like 1996. It's still going <laughs> to this day. One comic a day. Wow. So that, I mean, I... I spent most of my most of my years in college getting caught up on this. Actually, really, yeah. Um, it is the hell with you electives. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, I, I was a uh, I was a computer lab mo- uh, supervisor monitor. Oh, uh, so I, I got to sit. I was just sit there. Next, next script. Next script. Next script. Next script. <laughs> but I mean, it basically involves. Um, it's it's kind of a. Glorifying the geek, geekdom. All right. Uh, you know, each storyline has got some element of geekness. Like, uh, the, actually, the current one, um, there, there's like a, a fo- like a phone game that people are following that turns their pets into zombies. It's like, uh, but they're, they're not zombies. They're like nombies. Oh god, nombies. Nombies. <laughs> As a nom, nom, nom. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you got, like, t- the main character is named Torg. <laughs> and, you know, he's a generally good, uh, good-natured guy, but he's not always that intelligent. Uh-huh. But he seems, he seems to always get, um, chased after by these demons from this dimension, dimension of pain. Okay. And he always <laughs> finds a way to get, get uh, away from them. His best, his best friend is, uh, Riff. And he's just like this computer hacker extraordinaire, but he always he always is inventing these huge uh, devices that are always just for mass destruction. Uh, they're they're like neighbor slash love interest is Zoe. She's the most uh, normal one of the group. Uh-huh. Uh, her kind of quasi best friend is Gwen, and she's she's dab- she dabbles in magic and is kind of. Occasionally gets possessed by demons. Huh. Yeah, and uh, she and Torg has got a, a pet mini lop. You know, the cutest bunny ever, who is a homicidal murderer. Okay. He, he loves whipping whipping out a, a switchblade and, and threatening Torg with it. See, you, you know, and I, knew, I knew bunnies were evil. They are. Yeah, and this bunny also has a has a ongoing rivalry where he's trying to kill Santa Claus. Evil. Yeah, for for the longest period, he he was he actually killed the previous Easter Bunny, so he had to take the place. It's like uh, the Santa Claus, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, and uh, the uh, bunny's name is uh, Bun Bun, and Bun Bun's like kind of not really best friend, but uh, the 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 animal that he hangs out with the most yeah. is a little ferret named Kiki, who's just completely hyper uh, hyper. Hyper, yeah, yeah, hyper, hyper, yeah, exactly. Cool. But it's extremely fun. I mean, it's, most most of the strips are very funny. They do sometimes go into a more serious side, um, but 
if, if you get a chance and you have a lot of time on your hand, go back and, and start reading this because it, it is worth it, definitely worth it. All right. Now, what's the website for that? It's sluggy.com. All right. S-L-U-G-G-Y. Now, what's the other one you want to talk about quickly? This is Control-Alt-Delete. Which Lisa didn't like. Lisa didn't like. I absolutely adore I still read it to this day. It's, again, another very, very geek-centric um, strip, but um, basically you've got... the. Um, yeah, it's it's very fun. It's a lot of people kind of compare it to uh, Penny Arcade. Okay, I'm not familiar with either, so go on ahead. Yeah, Penny Arcade <laughs> is another geek center, but Penny Arcade is definitely kind of got a huge uh, following. All right, this one not as much, but I enjoy this one more. Hey, you got the main character. He's um, kind of he's good natured, but he's kind of brain dead. He's very incompetent. He's he gets carried away with a lot of things. Oh, okay. But for some reason, he managed to get married to a really hot chick, so. But again, it's a calm. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. And that one's um, CAD-comic.com, I think. Okay. Cool. Now let's move on to the Hall of Meh. Meh. These are comic, comic, comic strips that were funny at one point and really just kind of fell off the wagon. Or. Maybe they weren't that funny, but they're just kind of... They're not horrible. You All right. Maybe a chuckle. All right. Let's 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 go with the first one first. And I think there's only one reason why we're talking about this one. Andy Cap. And that's the... That's just to play this clip right here. Oh, Andy Cap, you wife-beating drunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think if, if, it, if it didn't have his wife... Wearing curlers with a rolling pin about to clock him over the head. Oh, yeah. I wasn't Every interested. single damn time. I wasn't interested. Because sometimes <laughs> it was just him laying on the couch. Yeah, yeah. sideways. And but that they, was it. But Homer Simpson did make fun of that, too, where he's like, huh? Nope, yeah. not comfortable not enough. Not comfortable. Uh, what? And then he'd, like, flip over to the, uh, to, like, that side where his back's to the, te- to the, uh, to the front, like, oh, Andy Cap, you were certainly onto something. <laughs> <laughs> um... So that that's really the only reason why we're talking about that. Now, Garfield. Garfield. How dare you! Well, time for my exercise. Maybe next year I'll do another one. As a young man... I lived and died by Garfield. Oh, me yes. too. I had at least the first four books. Back when Garfield was like weird looking. Yeah, oh yeah. When he was like kind of really, really, really fat. He was just kind of round. I, you know what? I, I can just, I can think of so many, and I'll still, I, I may have mentioned this before. It was a, I don't know how. I think it was just a four frame, and you know, you've got Garfield wrapped up in his bed, and John walks by and sees him. And he's trying to get him out of there. So he's like, Garfield! Tornado! No reaction. Garfield! Flood! No reaction. Garfield! Fire! Stick with a hot dog poking out of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And, and actually, back in those early days when John had a roommate. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you remember what the name Lyman. was? Lyman. Yes, it was. Thank you. Wow. Lyman... 
Odie was Lyman's dog. Until Lyman just <clears throat> up and vanished. vanished. They stu- they rode him out like Tiger on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, better yet, Chuck Cunningham. Yeah. From yeah. the Happy Days. He just, just never, never showed, showed up, again. up again. He just vanished. And then Odie became John's dog. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then there was Normal, which you never see anymore. Yeah. Normal, Normal was good for the first few times. Then... He got really old. Yeah, it, it just it wasn't it wasn't funny after the first world's cutest kitten. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it absolutely lived and died when, when it started off. Yeah, and then it just stopped. It just yeah. stopped being funny. He he, he just, just got old. Yeah, he started recycling all the yeah. jokes, and now it's just more of a. All right. What kind of joke can I put in here? Yep. There's yep. the joke. There's the setup. There. Here's lasagna. A, Enjoy there's lasagna. Enjoy. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> He's covered in lasagna. Wait a minute. That's not funny at all. Yeah. There's actually one I remember from the old days where they were going camping, and um, John goes over this little creek, and he's like, "Come on, Garfield, just walk through the creek." Honestly, I don't understand why this is such a big deal if you covered it in a little mud, and they show the little thought balloon with. Yeah, you'd probably be you'd be upset if you had to clean yourself with your tongue too. <laughs> but now there's a webcomic. Yeah. Garfield without Garfield. They've taken Garfield Garfield comic strips and removed the image of Garfield from them. So essentially all it is is the story of John Arbuckle, a sad, pathetic, lonely man <laughs> who who had who's cat. talking to himself. No, he's awesome. talking to himself. So the the word balloons for John are still there. So it, it yeah, exactly. It's Garfield without Garfield. You get all the exact same strips. You just had Garfield completely erased from it. Every 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 like piece of exi- that Garfield existed gone from the comic strip. Yeah. Once again, thank you TV for erasing <laughs> our ability to have imagination. I'm out of ideas. What do we do? It's brilliant. Let's it is, remove stuff from the comic to make it, it honestly me. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's good. I, oh yeah, it's hilarious. I, I've. I've actually kind of, I kind of did that in my own mind a little bit. Yeah. Because when you think about it, unless John's got a single superpower, which is to understand his his orange overweight cat, he has no idea what Garfield is thinking in those thought bubbles. Right. So what you're saying then is that John's a telepath. Yeah. Giving a, him the world's shittiest superpower. <laughs> or a lunatic. Yeah. So I mean, basically, when John is just. You know, talking to uh, to Garfield, and Garfield is ta- is thinking back. John is only seeing Garfield's reaction. He's not he, he's not hearing anything. So, and Cat's facial expressions are actually fairly limited. Yeah. So as a you, cat owner, so you can just take Garfield out of that, and it would be essentially the same thing. You remember that thing on Robot Chicken, the trial between uh, Heathcliff and Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> Garfield is actually a ripoff of Heathcliff. Completely. Orange yeah. cap. Orange yeah. chabby cap. Yeah. It's just that Heathcliff didn't talk or have word balloons or anything like that, and yeah. Garfield did. And then, and then, uh... You know, I must have cut myself off early enough in life, because I've known nothing but love. But I have to say, when I saw previews for a movie, I was like, really? No. When, a movie? When Bill Murray buys it in um, Zombieland, they ask him if he had any regrets. He's like, Garfield? Garfield? (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So let's move on to the, yeah, speaking of of absolutely brilliant, let's go to the Polar Opposite Hall of Fame for that. With the not funny selections. Yeah. 
There's a lot. Realism, yeah. we could we could honestly we've gone almost an hour talking about the stuff we liked. Yeah. We could go four hours on the stuff we really yeah. don't like. Comic strips uh, funnies aren't funny. No. no. Plain and simple, they are not funny. So let's get into some of the not funnies. Dilbert. You suck, Dilbert. What I how did this get become so popular? Dilbert is funny if you work in an office. And it got popular during the the economic boom of the mid nineties. Where uh, a lot of okay. more people, more and more people were working in offices, having to deal with like that type of office hierarchy. You know what? I've worked for big companies in an office for many years. It's still stupid. Yeah, I still want to punch someone in the face that has that calendar on their desk. Oh yeah, <laughs> like where did you get this? Why isn't anyone hitting you right now? Not funny. Not funny. Put it away. <laughs> and then they made an animated show of it. That oh, was it was on like 38. Yeah, yeah, it was Daniel Stern and Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott was the voice of Dogbert. Yeah, it was on, on like UPN. And people re- finally realized, hey, this isn't funny. Still, still runs in syndication though. Yeah. The, the comic strip, not the Boy. show. Alright, Dennis the Menace. Let's, if, you, if you think that abusing the elderly is funny... <laughs> Then Dennis the Menace is your comic strip. Well, I don't even know if, if Dennis the Menace is even still published anymore. I doubt it. I don't know, because I'm sure Bill Keen's family is just like, no, we must, we must. We must, we must. Damn it, Dennis, you're ripping up my flower bed again. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, but tormenting the elderly is kind of funny, though. Oh, it is kind of funny, especially because I'm fairly certain that Mr. Wilson was a Nazi collaborator. Oh, yeah. And he's just kind of <laughs> in hiding right now. <laughs> Why don't we go downstairs and play with my train set? <laughs> Let me show you the Chinese tools. But Mr. Wilson, that's just a car battery and some jumper cables. The Chinese tools. That was Man. my prize rosebush. <laughs> Man, Dennis, you remind me of the Fuhrer. I mean, uh, the, that weird guy over there in yeah. Germany. Yeah. All right, here's another not funny. And this is one I know people that think this, this, this comic strip is absolute gangbusters. Zippy the Pinhead. What? I don't get it at all. It, it's really... I don't know if it's stream of consciousness, or if it's the drugs talking, or... I don't know. It's... I, I, I don't know if I've ever really read it with any consistency. You can't. There's no, there's no continuity in it at all. Like, yeah. a lot of comic strips that would run, run daily would always have like a, like a, a theme throughout the week. You know? Yeah. You know, Garfield, Garfield going camping, for example, or um, like Calvin getting his school pictures taken, something yeah. something to that effect. Zippy the Pinhead, every comic strip is completely different, and it's very, very, very wordy. Maybe you have to be high on, like, cough medicine, where your ability and attention are limited, you know, that of, like, a goldfish. Yeah. So Make you a- can read it, and by the end, you're like, how did I get in this chair? <laughs> Start chugging flaming mose. These aren't these aren't my slippers. <laughs> Here, here's another one. That this is know... my house. Yeah, I'm not, I think I'm in the right house. <laughs> my God, where are my pants? <laughs> now, here's one. I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny or just heartwarming. Whatever. Pluggers. This is I one that's. That one. A... I don't know that one. All right. That one. Pluggers essentially is the let's leave the new world behind and. Just stick to traditional stuff that makes everybody happy. So they would have like, um, you know, someone with a, a a cassette deck and a whole bunch of tapes, plugger, MP3 player. Um, I'm sure they and they're like all bears. 
Like, all the pluggers are, like, bears and wild animals and stuff. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't had one that's, like, a, uh, like a bear or a, a duck or whatever with, a with like, a, just a, what do you call those things? The, uh... Mixer? Uh, like, yeah, a little hand mixer. Yeah. And just, like, plugger sex toy. You know, it's just... <laughs> unfunny stuff. Yeah, okay. Hanger the Horrible! Which is quite aptly named now. Yes, exactly. Aptly named, I might add. Yes. I want to know how you can have a comic strip about a Viking and there is zero rape. <laughs> no <laughs> rape, no pillaging. Oh, yeah. He just, like, walks Defile into what a... I defile. <laughs> eat who I eat. <laughs> he just, like, walks into a town and, like, the people just give him a sack of gold and he walks home and makes some really lame punchline. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It hasn't. That one hasn't been funny in at least ten years. Uh, oh, I, I I guarantee it's been longer than that since yeah, the last man. time someone even chuckled. Maybe that they're idea. hedging their bets. They're like, Vikings are going to come back. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> Hang on. There was uh, one year. Autumn and I did this this summer theater group where it was one act plays, and someone had directed a a one act Hagar the Horrible. There, it's actually available. Someone had written this to be shown in front of people, and. <laughs> It was it was pretty as opposed to their pets. Yeah, it was pretty it was a pretty lousy script to begin with, but the guy playing Hagar could was incapable of growing facial hair. <laughs> and so the, what they did was they essentially took a felt uh, the corner of a felt sheet, all right? Just you know, just like regular felt, heavy felt, and they scotch taped it to his face and cut a hole where the mouth should be. Wow. And he actually managed to have the thing on for 20 minutes. <laughs> At the 21st minute, his movements on stage mainly regarded him holding one corner up and then having to hold the other corner up until he was safely off stage where they finally decided to just say that he had been shaved. He, he decided to celebrate with a fresh shave. Awesome. Okay. And lastly on the not funny list before I get into my articles here, for better or for worse... Yeah. Um, this is a weird one because this, again, they aged all the kids. They'd been running for 30 years. They had aged the kids to the point where one of them was married with children. The other one had, like, I think the younger, the, the, like the middle child had just gotten married. Yeah. And the, um, the baby was now a teenager, which was just weird. Yeah. So it's, it's like watching children, it's like watching the Olsen twins grow up. <laughs> they were on Full House. Now they're drug addicts. Yeah. And one of them has got an eating disorder. Yep. And then they, what happened was the uh, woman who did For Better or For Worse decided to stop doing it. And by stop doing it, I meant going back and just starting over again. Yeah. So they're they're kids again. They're 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 kids again. Well, that's not confusing. Not at all. So she decided to stop doing it by doing it again. Yeah. You know, why... Now I got a li- I got a couple of articles here. Well, the first one is from Crack.com. This is this article is like five years old now. The five most unintentionally hilarious comic strips. The first one, Mark Trail, intended appeal, learning about wildlife and following the adventures of a rugged environmentalist. Actual appeal, comically nonsensical plots, misplaced speech balloons. <laughs> so essentially. I'll just read the first blurb here. Since 1946, Mark Trail has been on the funny pages teaching respect for nature, mostly by battling evil companies they want to bulldoze ducks. 
The artists, Ed Dodd and then Jack Elrond, have both been firm in their priority to nature, ed, uh, nature education first, then the other less important things, like making sense, are pushed out of the way as necessary to meet their goal. Um, so Elrond enjoys drawing animals so much that he never learned how to draw human beings, which is somewhat of a problem since the comic stars several of them. The other thing with this, too, is that they, um, they'll have, like, Mark Trail talking to somebody, and it's all word balloons, and then they'll just abruptly cut to an outdoor shot of an animal, and the word balloon of, say, Mark Trail is now hovering over the, the squirrel, as if the squirrel is saying, I'd like to see your Lost Forest home someday. I know you're just anxious to get back there. <laughs> All right, the next one, Gil Thorpe. Intended appeal, a hip take on high school sports. Actual appeal, terrible, terrible art theorizing about the nature of the time warp the writers live in. Gil Thorpe has his finger has his finger on the pulse of modern teenage life, bringing us the latest slang from today's youth. Like, um, yeah, I'm not even gonna bother. I can I can barely read that. But the mentions of I am and hip hop that shake you out of the casual acceptance until the now that this strip is set in 1950s, meaning everybody looks like they're from the 50s, but they'll just kind of mention something modern like there's there's a panel here where the guy actually has like a a desktop radio like one of those old timey radios <laughs> with like a vase of flowers on top of it <laughs> uh rex morgan md intended appeal no one has figured this out yet no one knows actual appeal homosexual innuendo <laughs> rex morgan is one of the soaps a strip with a continuing storyline that isn't necessarily supposed to be funny why would, it be, why would it be exciting to follow the adventures of a somewhat lethargic doctor who doesn't want to do anything exciting and usually gets his wish, no matter, uh, no one is quite clear on? However, what it lacks in cliffhangers and plot twists, it makes up for nonstop hints about Rex's sexual orientation. <laughs> sure, everyone knows that you're immature enough, you can read gay innuendos into just about anything, but no effort is needed here in the storyline with a Dr. Troy. Alright, the strip starts, I, like I said... I've heard a lot about you, Rex. Water makes me nervous. Don't worry, I have plenty of extra balls. <laughs> I can't believe how hard I was whacking those balls last night. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I think I just found my new favorite comic strip. There you go. Uh, the next one, Mary Worth. Intended appeal. Soap opera style drama and gossip. Actual appeal. Hilariously callous approach to ruining other people's lives. Um, excuse me, no banging your head on the display case, please. It contains a very rare Mary Worth, in which she has advised a friend to commit suicide. Thank you. Mary Worth sounds, in theory, like the most boring comic strip possible. It's about an old lady and her role in the gossip and relationships of her apartment complex neighbors. True enough, the dynamic, the dramatic developments are so uninteresting in themselves that they have been to emphasize the inappropriately large-scale hand motions. Everyone kind of talks with gigantic hand motions. <laughs> However, once you begin to follow the storylines, you'll find Mary Worth and friends wreaking a quiet trail of destruction over other people's lives with poorly thought-out actions and advice, and then casually moving on to the next storyline. <laughs> Among other things, Mary advised a woman to pursue a relationship with a married man, but the best highlight has to be the Aldo Keller-ass storyline, in which a Captain Kangaroo lookalike begins stalking Mary Worth. Excellent. <laughs> the next day, Mary Worth moves cheerfully along in one smooth segue of the strip. 
Mary's thoughts have clearly moved on to her next victim, Dr. Jeff Corey. Will Mary Worth and company doom him to actual death as with Aldo? Or is this just sort of a tortured living death as is usual with their victims? (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, on this list, Dick Tracy. Intended appeal. Exciting action-packed adventures of tough, square-jawed detective. Actual appeal. Outstandingly subpar artwork and hilariously gruesome deaths. When we bring up the venerable Dick Tracy strip, your first thought is probably, they're still printing that. Like, new ones? Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta go online and look for new Dick Tracy things. The comic strip I have here is that not only does Dick Tracy get hit in the face, and the, um, you know how like they have those little descriptions for the sound that oh, they're yeah. making? It's S-Q-L-U-D. Sklud. Sklud. And then he gets hit in the head with a box, uh, Q-L-U-N-Q, and there's a little box and an arrow pointing to the box that just hit Dick Tracy in the head, making the sound with $5 million. As to why Dick Tracy is being hit over the head with $5 million in the second panel, you'll have to read the strip and let this delightful adventure unfold for you in its own time. (laughs) Now, before we started the show, I was reminded of the old, terrible 1960s Dick Tracy comic uh, cartoon, Mm. where Dick Tracy just pretty much jockeyed his desk in the office and sent his terrible uh, racial stereotypes to do his bidding for him. (laughs) Like, um... Joe Jitsu. Joe Jitsu. And. Oh, um, me, Reiki. There's another one, too. It's a, oh, God. Go, 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 Gomez. Yes. The horrible, horrible. Here's a clip. Okay, Chief. I'll get on it right away. Dick Tracy calling Go, Go, Gomez. Calling Go, Go, Gomez. Go ahead, Senor Tracy. Listen carefully, Go, Go. My reputation is at stake. We received a tip that Sketch Paris and the Mole have made a lifelike mask of me. They plan to use this mask in bank robberies. Ay, caramba! They were last seen on the east side of town. I'm counting on you to stop them. Don't worry, Senor Tracy. I shall throw out these takeouts at once. Horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Now, the next article I have is from a couple years ago from Topless Robot. Um, I'll just kind of briefly go over some of this stuff. Uh, the, uh, this is the 10 newspaper comic strips that need to fucking end. Yep. The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I didn't realize that was still going on. Yeah. Oh, it's it's bad. The thing with this Spider-Man comic strip is, is that they never actually fight real, like, comic book villains. He fights bank robbers. Or really, really insightful bank robbers. For six months at a time. <laughs> Funky Winker Bean. You know, until you actually mentioned that today, I, I'd i heard of that name, but I always thought it was just a fake name. Funky Winker Bean? Yeah, yeah, someone must have made that up. I, it can't be real. Yeah, it's it, they, it's what? it's about college life. Now, the, the, the comic strip started in 1972. Bless okay, you. Yeah, that might explain Thank why you. it's called Funky Winker Bean. Yeah, 1972. And he may still be in college. Unless now, if they decided to age everybody and make them all just kind of... Uh, Okay, yeah, the saddest adults in the world. Now we see that all those once vivacious college stoners as broken down old men and women, energy blissfully sapped away by their children, still talking to each other about out out of a sheer inertia of daily routine. The Wizard of Id, again, wasn't where it was still still in print. BC. I I always get those two kind of mixed up, because they look almost... Johnny Hart who um, wrote B.C. actually had a hand 
in the art with Wizard of Id. That explains That's why they look alike. Mm. Um, the aforementioned Gil Thorpe. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy. Ack. 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 Oh, it did, is it... I, they finally ended Kathy, actually. Oh, okay. uh, Kathy Geiswhite decided that, you know, there's just only so many chocolate jokes and bathing suit uh, dressing room jokes that you can actually get into before you simply give up. No. Yeah. No. Have you ever seen Andy Samberg do his impersonation of Kathy? <laughs> no. Where she's like, sweat drops, sweat drops, stress lines, stress lines. <laughs> there's also this great bit on 30 Rock where... Um, Tina Fey's character, Liz, uh, had something printed in the paper that was derogatory towards Alec Baldwin's character. Miss Lemon, I can't believe they put what you said in the paper. Shh, how do you know about that? This is a Kathy cartoon. Yeah, that cartoon copied exactly what you said the other day. Chocolate, 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 ack! Uh, number four on this list, the Lockhorns. Why these two haven't taken each other out in just a vicious murder-suicide, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with the Lockhorns? Honestly, I always thought that the Lockhorns was just a a cheap version of Handicap. Uh, Here's the description. My earliest, dimmest childhood understanding of the Lockhorns that I can recall is that it appeared to be a comic strip about two people who hated each other so much that they had no greater goal in life beyond insulting and belittling the other. Later on, I found out they were supposed to be married and realized some terribly depressing things about modern American lifestyles. (laughs) Um, yeah, the, the, the comic strip that, that's given here, they're sitting at a dinner table, um, you know, one on one side, one on the other, and the husband says, your muffins beat paper and scissors. Oh, I wow. get it, rock. <sighs> yeah. Uh, number three, the born loser. Yeah. Yeah. Not very funny at all. No. <clears throat> number two, Snuffy Smith. This started in 1934. Let me see this. Snuffy Smith is about a bunch of hillbillies. It looks like Amos and Andy. Yeah, it does. No, if his name is Amos and Andy, they'd all be in blackface. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's close to being. The description for this that was given in the article is, In the 1930s, a weird and terrible transformation took place in American comedy. People who discovered the hillbilly stereotype, the eternal bane of West Virginia. Hillbilly jokes were like ethnic jokes, but since you were telling them about poor white people, nobody minded. In fact, many old jokes about the Irish seem to have transformed themselves into hillbilly jokes as a survival mechanism, possibly because most of the actual hillbillies at the time were dirt poor, uneducated descendants of the oppressed Scots-Irish mine workers. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, 1960s own Family Circus. This makes Billy from the Family Circus's route to school look direct and efficient. Boo. Wow. The could very well be one of the most unfunny, quote-unquote funny, comic strips ever. There's nothing funny about it. Who broke my lamps? Not me. Not me. Sucks. Then the the ghost of the not me's would show up. Now, I always wonder, because Bill Bill Keen died not too long ago. It's still going on? It's still going on because his kid is doing it now. Because, yeah, there's money to be had and mortgages to be paid. Um... There was a... When, when Bill Keen died, the, the, the morning radio show I listened to, the Alex Bennett show on Sirius XM, was talking about how much he just despised Family Circus. And I had a great idea that I tried to call into, but I got to work, so I couldn't, I couldn't really tell him the idea. Here's the idea. You know those, those cartoons they have of, you know, Billy has to go do a little task, and he goes, you know, yeah. like, completely out of his way, you know, roundabout, with all, like, the little, like, line things? Yeah. Uh, 
What if that were the pallbearers having to just drop the Bill <laughs> Keen's casket off at the limo? Oh they stop to pick up a frog. Hey, look, a penny. <laughs> then they all climb a fence with this entire casket. <laughs> by the end, by the time they finally show like the, the delivery scene where they're actually bringing it to it, like one of the arms is just kind of hanging out of the casket. It's covered in like... Uh, like- Spanish moss. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> bad, bad. Unfunny. Unfunny. If you think Family Circus is funny, you need to reevaluate your sense of comedy. Yeah, I never thought it was funny. I just was always interested in following those lines and seeing exactly how far this kid would go out of his way to avoid doing work. Exactly. I always wondered, too, in like the background, if there was like a dead body hidden in somewhere. Bill, Bill Keen leaving clues of all the hookers that he's buried in his past <laughs> drinking days. So, we gotta move on. We're, we're running late. We're all done. Right. We're done with the comic strips. So, let's move on to some segments, which we totally ignored last week. Yeah. So, um... We had a lot to do. We did have a lot yeah. to do. We had a two-parter, for God's sakes. Stupid! Stupid! Oh, God, I've missed you. And just, and just in the nick of time, too. You know that awesome BBC show, Sherlock? Yep. Have you watched it yet, Adam? I haven't. Uh-huh. It is a fantastic modernization t- telling of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Benedict Cumberpatch. Um, God, what's his name? Like uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. Awesome. C- created by Stephen Moffat. Yep. Who's uh, actually one of the minds behind the reboot of uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah. It is awesome. It's a tight, it's it's fun, it's entertaining, and guess what has to happen? It's got to come to America now. Yeah. In the form of CBS's Sherlock, starring Johnny Lee Miller. Uh, no, of, no, 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 it's not going to be called Sherlock. It's going to be called Elementary. Elementary. Yes, God forbid. God yeah. forbid. With Johnny Lee Miller of Trainspotting fame. And, I don't know, I've always remembered him from Hackers. Oh, that's right. I, I never watched Hackers because... I just didn't watch Hackers. Yeah, I um, like that movie. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed yeah. that movie. You guys were a lot younger when I was when that movie came out. Um, I just, I, it's just another bad idea of just trying to import a British TV show and Americanizing it. Do, do I have to say it again? Thank you, television, for ruining our abilities yeah. to have any kind of imagination or original thought. We'll just rip off everyone else's good ideas. Life on Mars. They screwed up Life on Mars. Um, God, what was it? I see. I have always liked The Office. The Americanized Office. Mm. I, he- I heard the, the, the British one was much be- much better. Yeah, it was okay. I, I'm it was, not yeah. an office why I didn't watch right. that one or the new one. But, ones, like, so. Men Behaving Badly was, was, was brought over here Coupling. poorly. Coupling was terrible. Did you see Wilfred? Uh, I, I have heard Wilfred is unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Wilfred is basically a uh, an Australian show that, without subtitles, is almost impossible to watch. Yeah. Uh, but it's a... Uh, it's a, a a guy that moves into this new na- he moves into this neighborhood and he has a super hot neighbor and his super hot neighbor has a dog but everyone else sees a dog he sees a man in a really shitty dog costume and so he's interacting with this dog like the neighbor's like oh I have to run out will you watch my dog and then he's sitting in his living room the dog's sitting there like smoking a bong and it's just <laughs> It's it's like it's it is pretty clever, but honestly, it's very it's very hard to understand what the hell they're saying because it's Australian. So yeah, they decided to uh, Americanize it with Elijah Wood, with Elijah Wood, and, and the guy who played Wilfred on the um, in the Australian. Yeah, yeah, it's the original the, the creator of the show who is the dog Wilfred, and it's kind of the same thing. You know, they're getting all this shit, and it's always the dog like you know ripping tubes and you know 
getting into trouble. But what's funny, it is, it has certain charm to it. But man, I just do we have to rip off everyone's like exactly? Ideas? I can't wait until they Americanize Downton Abbey. Because <laughs> yeah. my God, what the hell are they possibly going to do to <laughs> bastardize that? And you know. They would never make an, you know, a Hollywood movie based on Hitchhiker's Guide, would they? Never. Never at all. Oh, wait a second. That happened already. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, moving on. Right, but first, yes. actually, going back to that, uh, did you hear about uh, Stephen Moffat's tweet after after they announced that there was going to be an American version of Sherlock? No, what did he say? He's like, wow, a modern version of Sherlock Holmes. Wow, CBS, where'd you get that idea? <laughs> yeah. it's Adam, you have to check out the British version. Yeah. It is. I will. So awesome. Yeah, you, guys, you guys haven't steered me wrong so far. I'll let you borrow the Blu-ray. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, coming up next on Trailer Park, let's talk about Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yes. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. And I looked, and behold, was death. I love this trailer. It doesn't give away much of anything. No, I, I still have no idea what the hell this movie's about, other than Vampire Hunter. Yeah, it's Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. He's killing vampires. What yeah. more do you want? You should read the book. I read it, sorry. I started reading this book sarcastically. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. I, I, I was, uh, I was, I'd started to, I, we'd moved, I started commuting in to Boston every day, and I had like an hour commute, and I had plenty of time to read, so I was using um, Steph's e-reader. And, you know, you can basically download books for free from Boston Public Library. Mm. And I was searching for a different title, and this popped up on, like, the most popular new releases. Yeah. And it's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and it was available to download. It was free. I'm like, you know, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I can't even believe it. I'll download it. And I'd run out of bo- I'd run out of novel. So I, I had nothing else to read. I had a whole train ride ahead of me. And I'm like, I'm just going to read this stupid just to mock it i couldn't put it down yeah i not only did i miss my stop because i was so into it but i I was reading at home i blew through it so fast it's it's a great read i can't wait for the movie i had yeah i had so many excuses to read this book because i i would read it on my lunch break i read i'd take it in the bathroom with me i'd read it at the dinner table (laughs) I, i had to read this book you, uh, it's from Seth Graham Greene, who, in my opinion, is the only guy I'll read these fusion books from, where you know you mash up histo- history. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice and, yeah, yeah, and Zombies. Yeah. He yeah. wrote yes, he wrote Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which is also an awesome book, and hopefully it'll be a movie soon too. Mm. I'm so, excited that they're not using like you they're know, not using names. Names. They're not using like popular actors. The biggest right. name is the producer, and it's Tim Burton. So I don't well, mind. I you know that's not what's that's not what's drawing me to the movie at all. Well, but. there's uh, you said Mary Elizabeth Winstead's playing Mary Todd Lincoln, right. but I'm, honestly, is she a name? I know there are other names on here. Hold right, on, give me a moment. but Abe Lincoln is 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 kind of a. Uh, Did you say unknown. Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Abe Lincoln? No, I said Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Five minutes till the Abraham Lincoln sketch. Four scored and seven beers ago. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah, there you go, Mike. You found All it? All right. Yeah. Who's in there? God bless you, Android. Yeah, yes. All right. We got Dominic Cooper. All right. Mm-hmm. Who, um, yeah, who played, you know, um, uh, Howard Stark. Oh, yes, Captain yes. America. Okay. Um, let me see. Laid this down for time. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, I could have sworn there was another name on there. No. Nope. No biggie. Okay. That's, All right. That's such a credit to the movie. Because nothing drives me crazier than, you know... It had to sell it on the name. Excellent story con- turned into a movie, and they're like, let's... What, what's Angelina Jolie doing these right, days? Exactly. Let's throw her in there. World War Z starring Brad yeah. Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah, where's yeah. Brad Pitt busy? Are they adopting children from from other poor countries? Personally, I think the best way they, they could ruin Ghost Rider would be to put Nicolas Cage, Cage in there. Oh, wait a second. They wait, did that. too late. Yeah. Damn it. Twice. All right. We got to move on. The shills. Yeah. I really wish we had more time to dedicate to this one, but let's just get out what we can. Um, as, a, as a group, with the exception of Mike C., um, we went to go see uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace in 3D at a 10 o'clock show. Yes. Empty theater. Yeah. Shocking. Which is the way we're going to have to watch the, the the next five of these things. <laughs> so we're not kicked out of the theater immediately. Well, at least the next two anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe Return of the Jedi as well. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my! I have never had that much fun going to a movie that I've seen fifteen times. Can I just say one name who stands out above all the rest? Beardface. Beardface. <laughs> Damn it, Beardface! Why can't you hold it together? Yes, Governor Soul Bibble is Beardface. Beardface out. Beardface will be will return in the return of Beardface. So. so. Just to bring you into our world, everyone, uh, we basically riffed this movie. Yeah. I, I think we were all good for the first maybe five minutes, and then it just the second, started to go. Actually, the second Beardface showed up is when we really were just like... <laughs> Where trouble goes, Beardface follows. Beardface follows. <laughs> we also counted out there was about 15 different occasions where they could have either ditched or killed Jar Jar Binks. Yep. He jumps into the water. <laughs> all right, let's go this way. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, think we, we lost we, him. We adequately shit on Jar Jar every chance uh, we had. We, we made a valid case for why every scene, as soon as Jar Jar leaves, it's, it's a, a better, better scene. scene. <laughs> it's good. I kept, and, I, and I kept bringing good. up how you know Anakin wished of of a better life somewhere with him <laughs> and his giant planet destroying laser, <laughs> <laughs> or how easily he walked away from his mother after he was freed. Exactly. Well, enjoy being raped. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Will I ever see you again? Well, yeah, I'm going to die in your arms, but okay. <laughs> Clearly, I'm very useful on this planet, and you yes. do nothing, so see you later. <laughs> or when uh, Watto says that the only thing that he can be influenced by is by his money. Tradition! Tradition! <laughs> I-, I have to say, making the uh, subtitles 3D was probably one of the most useless uses. Uses of any 3D I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the movie wasn't really... There was a couple scenes where it, was, it really kind of made things cool, but it really didn't help the movie at all. The pod no. race and... The pod race and the space scenes all look really cool. The, I mean, 
mean, I thought the lightsaber scene was cool, yeah. but I love that lightsaber scene. Oh, yeah. It's the best part of the movie. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the best part about this entire experience, though, is halfway through the movie, it's right after the pod race, <laughs> where, you know, we're just kind of like, we're just catching our breath before the next round of beard face jokes and yeah. finding out when to kill Jar Jar. Two people walk in. <laughs> Obviously, they've snuck in because halfway through the movie, and no 3D glasses, and they sit down in the lower corner, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, we should probably be quiet now, until I realize, wait a second, they snuck in, fuck them! Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did the same exact thing. We leaned forward, we're like, huh, a couple. What the hell are they doing here? They don't have 3D glasses on. <laughs> Oh, fuck them. I'm still going to make fun of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they walked out about ten minutes later. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, I think they were sitting there like, this is very awkward to watch without the glasses. And there's four men behind us. <laughs> what are these assholes doing? Openly ruining mocking our... the movie. I think our plan to waylay until the next movie starts is, is, is curse these people. <laughs> I really love this movie, too. It's one of the greatest masterpieces of cinema. And they're mocking it. I never realized how much uh, that Q-tip head of the Jedi Council was trying to like just get more screen time because he, he he was like directly behind Obi Wan. He just like keeps moving his head. And, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. His head just kind of wobbles in the frame, then back out, and back in, and back out. I gotta say. I can't wait for Attack of the Clones, gentlemen. <laughs> I, I, I think we should follow the same formula so we have the theater to ourselves. If Ten we, o'clock showings. Yeah, yeah. The later, it, the it, better. It really was a lot of fun. And I, like I said, I was telling these guys earlier, I drove home and I was like, I kind of feel, did I hit something? Why did my ribs hurt? Oh, yeah, I've been laughing for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Not a better time could be purchased. That reminds me of when I went to see um, uh, Attack of the Clones with uh, my younger brother and yep. a bunch of his friends. We spent the entire time just saying where uh, best part farts into the movie. <laughs> and so we were just... I love you deeply. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, 20th, February 2013, yeah. avoid the theater we go to. <laughs> or, hey, join us. Join in. in. Yeah. Come join in the fun. As long as you're funny. I don't need any amateurs coming to this yes. thing. <laughs> we, we have to record the next one, because... I, I wish we could rewind it. And, and, yeah, and we'll it was record too... and submit it as an iRiff. There we go. Yeah. There we go. It was funny. All it right. Was a good time. So anyway, let's wrap up. Um, fantastic. I, I can't believe we got 90 minutes pre-edit yeah. out of this. This was amazing because I really was expecting an hour-long episode. I was expecting shorter than that. I was really? Wow. This is impressive. You know what? Before we go, I definitely want to shill uh, the Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah, you guys have been telling me, you got to watch Clone Wars, got to watch Clone Wars, and finally... I broke down, started watching the very first one. It's very Saturday morning cartoon, but it's awesome. Oh yeah. The 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 animation is just fantastic. Even the the voices, the guy who the guy who does or the, the guys who do the voices, I was like, how'd they get They the, sound great. How'd they get Ewan McGregor and like to do Yeah. They must have got paid a fortune to do this. Yeah. And then the the credits roll, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, someone! In, wow, it's really good. Yeah. And season three, you actually get Liam Neeson for an episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Legit. That's which is cool. That's really cool. But yes. it, it it's awesome. And now I, it all makes sense to me because at Christmas time when we were shopping, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of Clone Wars stuff out here. Why? Now I know. Like, yeah. it, they, there's so many cool characters, and even the droids are better. Although the the, the normal comic relief, you know, obvious comic relief of the the main droid, you know. The, oh, the droid. 3PO and... Yeah, it's yeah. just... 
Yeah, 3PO episodes and, and Jar Jar episodes still suck, but you get one per season. Yeah. And they stopped doing them because they suck so horribly. Oh, okay. And see, by, by yeah, season four, nothing. Yeah. Actually, season three, I don't think they had a Jar Jar episode either. Is season four going to be the last one? No. I, oh. I don't know if they're going five uh, five seasons or not. they got to be wrapping this up, though. Yeah. I, I just want to know... Ching, ching, a, ching. I just want to know if Ashoka dies in the end. That Well, that's the big question. We'll find that out probably in the very last episode. Yep. Whenever that is. So anyway, um, next episode, episode 63, we've got a bit of an anniversary. Um, this is an Andy episode. Yes. In the annals of geekdom, the year 1982 might stand head and shoulders above... 1981. Any, above 1981. <laughs> it does. Nice. Um, so we're going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of a number of movies released in 1982, uh, including, but not, but not solely... E.T., Star Trek The Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. Tron, Megaforce, <laughs> Poltergeist, and others. Ooh, Poltergeist. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe these movies came out 30 years ago. So we will be wow. um, inundating ourselves with this. I will definitely be working my ass off to get the best show possible mm-hmm. with all five of us, which would be nice, because I know Mike wants it. Not you, the other Mike wants to talk about Megaforce. To yes. great detail. I'll do some in-house screenings. Refresh my memory, especially yeah. Poltergeist. I, I, that's, I mean, you know, check that. Go to IMDb well, and just check the top-rated um, movies in 1982. Yeah. And by the way, most of our discussion isn't is going to. We're going to involve this. We're also going to talk about the actual top ten movies of 1982. So there's going to be some weird shit in there. Sweet. Stuff lost to the ages. So if you want to participate, feel free to shoot us an email at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Uh, you can send us a tweet or follow us on Twitter at geeksaladradio. Like our Facebook page. For the love of God, like our Facebook page. Uh, we have a new avatar now, too. We're all on there. Yep. Yeah. Woohoo! Uh, you're kind of angry in that one. No, he's, he's whimsical. Uh-huh. I'm whimsical? Yes. And mischievous. Mi- yeah, mischievous. Yeah, yeah. No, it's mischievous. I'm up to no good. Yeah. And I managed to uh, delete the uh, goatee off of uh, Mike C's face. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> God bless you, Photo Studio. Wait, but he's got his goatee back. Did he? Yeah, no, he, he, you can't keep he? up with his face. No, fashion. I can't. You just can't. Fuck I think, it. I'm yeah, not. I think he's got his goatee back. Fuck it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to change it again. All right. All right. There you go. So anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Adam. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you soon. Nerd face. Nerd face. Garfield neutered, now that's funny! <laughs>